0: I am Sarah-Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. I talked to you on Monday about needing to kind of rework my work puzzle, rework my work puzzle, uh, and get my schedule back in order because I've just kind of done a weird thing this y- this year. Yeah, this year, 2023 with my schedule and it's just not been working for me at all and so i've kind of just recalibrated i've gone back to before sabbatical looked at how i was doing it before and it felt much better than yeah and i'm just going back to the way i was doing it before i've added in dates and times to potentially coach one-on-one and now things are feeling so much better I am so glad I took the time to do that puzzle. Sometimes it can feel like things are unsolvable when they're in our heads or we're experiencing them. But when really sitting down, reflecting, processing it, it feels so much better now. Also, I got a bang trim. I'm very proud of myself because I don't think I've ever gone in for a bang trim before because I get really stressed about going to the hair salon and I get stressed about like etiquette with bang trims so it's been a a little bit of a weird thing but it was great it took like 15 minutes and i like my bangs so much more than i did before and i already made an appointment for my next one so i'm feeling really good about that so all in all a lot of my little minor concerns are, are getting handled and I like that. Uh, Which brings us to today's topic, which is self-trust. Today, we're talking all things self-trust, why it's important, and how to build it. Honestly, I'm much more interested in building self-trust than in confidence. So often, I get the question, how are you so confident? Uh, Which, you know, I think is kind of controversial for multiple reasons I know a lot of people in like fat bodies talk about how we get asked that question because the belief is that we shouldn't be confident and so if you are confident then like why are you confident and my skinny behind isn't confident um and I think that that's like an interesting question in general But at the same time, I think at the end of the day, like confidence is so valuable in our ability to show up in the world. But I don't think you can have confidence without self-trust. In fact, I think self-trust is the true confidence. I think a lot of times we're trying to feel confident by liking the way we look, by, you know, thinking that we're talented, by trying to like affirm our way into believing that we are valuable. When the faster route, the more deep, lasting route, is to build a sense of self-trust. And when I say self-trust, I mean consistently staying true to yourself. Trusting yourself means you look after your own needs and your safety, treating yourself with love and compassion. Rather than striving for perfection, you do what you can as best as you can and you learn what you need to grow. You make decisions in your own best interest. When you trust yourself, you know that deep down you can survive the difficulties that life has for you because you will always be there for yourself. So often when someone is struggling with self-confidence, I think what they're really facing is a serious lack of self-trust. When we don't trust ourselves, a few things can happen. First, maybe we have a hard time making decisions out of fear of making the wrong one. So we overanalyze, we stay stuck, we stay frozen, we look to other people for guidance. Maybe we latch on to a really strong character in our lives, a a parental figure or a friend who has that sense of self-trust so much that they don't doubt themselves, and so you don't doubt them either, and you kind of follow the path that they think you should follow. When in reality, maybe it's not the one for you. When we don't have self-trust, we believe the stories that are spoken about us. Someone says you're ugly someone says you're difficult someone says you're too much you're too loud you're too emotional and you believe what they have to say because you don't have a sense of if what you are outside of the eyes of others when we lack self-trust we try to control the world around us so that it can be predictable so that we know that we can handle it if we don't believe that we can handle what life is going to hand us we want to keep life from handing us things so we try to keep life under wraps which means we can often try to keep it really small and simple so that nothing is too much for us. When we lack self-trust, we over-sacrifice or we over-perform out of fear of not doing enough, not being enough. When we don't trust ourselves, we don't look at the ways that we cause harm out of fear that we'll be too overwhelmed with empathy and not be able to handle it. Like if I hurt someone and they tell me about it and I accept the reality of that, well, then, that makes me bad. It makes me wrong. So I need to deflect. I need to push that off. I need to deny. When we don't trust ourselves, we struggle to make forward motion on the things that we want in our lives, out of fear that we won't be able to handle either success or failure. If I try to do this and I fail, then how, will I get back up again? I don't know. If I try to do this and I fail and I and I succeed, well, what if that's too overwhelming for me? What if I can't handle it? And there's so so much more. A lack of self-trust is infiltrating every area of our lives. So how do we start to build a sense of our own reliability? The first thing to do is to set manageable goals that take your circumstances into account. So often, what I see people do is they say, "Okay, I'm going to write a book in in 30 days. I'm going to write a book in 30 days." You know, I'm nano. I'm nano. I'm calling out nano RMO right now. Um, if you don't know what that is, don't. It's it's the month of November. People try to write a novel. I think it's a very fun thing, and I'm not. I don't actually think it's bad. But let's say you want to write a novel, and you're like, "I'm going to write it in 30 days." even though I have two children, I work full time, I am trying to work out five days a week, I have a whole partner that I'm trying to love who is really busy and can't help me as much as I need them to around the house, like adding on writing a book in 30 days to all of that isn't really fair, right? It's not fair and it sets you up to fail. And when we continuously put ourselves into situations where we have goals for ourselves that we literally cannot meet because we haven't taken our circumstances into account, we continuously show ourselves that we can't count on ourselves to do what we say we're going to do. And it's not that we're unreliable in reality. What's really happening is we're ambitious. And this is where we go back to what we talked about on Monday, right? Our ambitions need to align with our circumstances so that we are not creating shame. The other thing here with the goals is to keep in keep in mind that when you set goals and you're trying to build self-trust, don't set metric-based goals. Meaning don't say you want to make a certain amount of money by a certain time, don't say you want to make a certain amount of Instagram followers by a certain time because none of that is within your control. So if you're if you're basing your sense of worth off of what other people do, their response to your actions, It's not really fair either. Instead, what I encourage you to do is set goals based off of what you can actually control. So I can't control if people unfollow me on Instagram, but I can control that I will show up on Instagram every single day of the work week. That's what I can control. So that's how we build self-trust is by saying, I'm going to do this thing and then I'm going to actually do it. And I'm going to set it at a reasonable level so that I know I can actually have a chance to even do it. I don't know about you, but for me, one of the toughest parts of being a mom is the mental load. I have pretty much a constant to-do list running through the back of my mind. Do the kids have clean clothes for tomorrow? Do I have enough snacks packed for the day? Who needs what for the class project? Am I showing up for things that need to be done for middle school? They are going to middle school. I do not want to think about what's for dinner on top of that. And friends, dish takes that question right off of my to-do list and I, the mental freedom is liberating. PrepDish is a healthy meal planning service. Their system is designed to help you prep delicious homemade meals for the week in just one to two hours. That means you literally do not have to think about what's for dinner for the rest of the week. Having high quality meals planned out for my family really cuts down on the decision fatigue I feel throughout the week. The best part is how good the food is. With meals like Caesar salmon wraps, apricot glazed chicken thighs, and chipotle ground turkey tostadas, my whole family is thrilled on weeks we do prep dish. The other thing to keep in mind is that it's great for those of you who are gluten-free. I have a really dear friend who's celiac, and I know the struggle of coming up with recipes for gluten-free recipes that are interesting and creative and fun and delicious and having to not have to reinvent the wheel every single week. This is so amazing. They were the first people that I texted when I got this. I was like, okay, guys, y'all are going to need to check this out. So if you are ready to free up some brain space, I've got news for you. I got two weeks free so you can try out the PrepDish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to PrepDish.com egram for a two-week free trial. Again, that's PrepDish.com egram for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it number two when you're building self-trust as much as possible tell the truth even when it's incredibly uncomfortable a sense of integrity offers us so much in terms of self-trust if we do what we say we're going to do we say what we mean we are who we are that's how we build self-trust we show up honestly in every situation And sometimes that's hard, right? Sometimes it's difficult to tell the truth. Sometimes it can feel scary, like it's going to get us rejected, or it might hurt someone's feelings, or maybe it's embarrassing to tell the truth. But I promise you, if you're seeking to build self-trust, telling the truth is going to supercharge your route to getting there because there's so much self-trust in deep integrity. Number three, show up for yourself when you say you will. Create routines and habits that show you that you can be counted on. Now, we talked about routines last week on Wednesday of the podcast. If you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to. We talk about each Enneagram type and kind of how to do routines in a way that doesn't suck because a lot of times when people hear create routines and habits, they hear failure, shame, restriction. And I want to encourage you that routines and habits can be simple and small, and you can do just one little thing at a time. You don't have to uproot your entire life, create a cage that you live in. You can actually just Take it one step at a time, add one little routine in here and there to create a little bit of predictability so that you can show up and really be there for yourself on a consistent basis. Number four, put yourself in new uncomfortable positions and see how brave you can be. A lot of times self-trust, it's weakening because we're not practicing being able to handle what life hands our way if we stay in our little comfort zone, we do the same thing every day, we stay, we talk to the same people, we follow people who are very similar to us online, we don't mix up the way that we interact with the world, well, we don't ever have to be brave. We don't ever have to actually trust ourselves. Number five is get to know yourself. We talked about values before and This is a really good place to start. When we're talking about self-confidence, self-trust, it's really about get to know what matters to you, get to know what's important to you, and then have integrity in taking steps toward the things that do matter. And be honest about the things that matter to you. Maybe you have values that feel like they're not in alignment with the values of people you surround yourself with. Be open and honest about that and don't be a shy to be who you really are. Because if you're seeking to build self-trust, right, you're seeking to be fully yourself, fully accepting of yourself, and fully aware of what matters to you and that you know that you're going to be who you say you are. Number six is take the path of least regret. Regret undermines self-trust. If you continuously make choices that don't feel in alignment with your values, are harmful to yourself or to others, then you're going to continue to believe that you are someone who cannot be trusted because when you take action, bad things occur right so instead seek the path of least regret and see each choice you make as a building block to the life that you're making so choose okay in this situation I can respond by yelling or I can respond by asking better questions which one will I regret less if I go into Target I can spend $20 on the things that I said I was gonna get or I can spend $200 on a bunch of stuff that I'm probably gonna donate to Goodwill later which path will I regret less, right? choosing the path of least regret. And in addition, this doesn't mean that you never make mistakes, right? Like I resisting regret, it doesn't mean that we don't look back and go, okay, I don't like the way this happened. I wanna do something differently next time. That's not regret. Regret is looking back and going, oh, I did this mistake. There's something really wrong with me. What have I done? How can I do this? I can't trust myself in the world. I always make mistakes. Instead, look back and go, okay, I can see that this choice did not feel good to me. So what choice would have felt better? What would have been the path of less regret? So now we're taking that, we're learning from it, and then we're building onto who we are so that we know next time, I I know what the path of least regret is, I can make a different decision in the future. So instead of going, oh, what was me, I'm so bad, I'm so untrustworthy, we go, whew, okay, that didn't feel good. Now I know what I don't like to do and I am gonna make a better decision next time. And then finally, when we're talking about self-trust, it's important that we start to practice listening and learning the difference between our intuition and our anxiety. So a few little tips and tools for that, right? Are one, our anxiety is really loud. Our intuition tends to be pretty quiet. Our anxiety tends to be fast-paced and you know, rambly. And our intuition is often slow and knowing. And our anxiety is also often repetitive. Um, You know, we're like saying the same thing over again. We're worrying about the same thing over again. And our intuition is kind of like soft and still. And the, the benefit here of learning the difference between your intuition and anxiety is often because I think that's where our indecision comes from, is when we don't trust ourselves, we have a lot of anxiety about decisions that we're going to make. But there is some part of us that always knows the truth, that always knows what's best. And when we can't suss out the difference between our fear and our knowing, it can be really hard to make decisions. And that's often where a symptom of self-trust, a lack of self-trust. So if you can pause, get quiet, and listen, give space for your quiet, still, calm knowing to come to the surface. And for that anxiety to get quiet enough for you to hear it or feel it. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me today for this conversation. I love the conversation on self-trust. If you have questions about self-trust, you can always call or text those in to 828-338-9127. And we're going to end today's episode with a quote from John Steinbeck from East of Eden. says, But I think that because they trusted themselves and respected themselves as individuals, because they knew beyond doubt that they were valuable and potentially moral units, because of this they could give God their own courage and dignity and then receive it back. Such things have disappeared perhaps because men do not trust themselves anymore. And when that happens, there is nothing left except perhaps to find some strong, sure man even though he may be wrong, and to dangle from his coattails. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you on Friday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.